0: Good morning everyone. Let me um, me give you a few minutes here. Hallelujah, Father. I thank you for your sovereignty, Father. I thank you, Lord God, for your ways. The children of Israel knew your acts, but Moses knew your ways, Father. And I know, Father, in this place, in this time, Lord God, I'm only a gift to the body of Christ. I don't have any mentor on the except in my own home here. But Lord God, I pray in Jesus' name, Father God, that anointing that abides within, Father, that we need not any man teach us save that anointing will teach us, Lord God. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name. I pray for your presence, O oh God, right now. I thank you, Lord God, that you Anoint, Father God, this anointing, Father, let this, this, this preciousness of you, Lord God, may it be received in the hearts and lives of the body of Christ. May they have ears to hear, Lord God, and eyes to see what the Spirit is saying to the church, Lord of God. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, Father God, for this opportunity, for this time, and for this day, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for the many, Lord God, that will hear your words through these messages. I thank you, Lord God, for your grace and for your goodness. It is written in your word, Father God, that the Lord God is a sun, the Lord God is a shield. The Lord God will give grace and glory. No good thing we withhold from those who walk uprightly, Lord. I believe that. And because I believe it, Father God, what you have declared, I boldly say, Father God, that my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, Father. I thank you, Lord God for your presence right now for your life oh god and I bless you father in Jesus name amen all right well it's been a been an interesting time this week a lot of time with the lord you know it's interesting when you get in the presence of god you don't really realize what god is doing what he's imparting to you But trust me, that life of God, glory to God, it brings so much light. Scripture says in John 1, 4, that in Him was life, and the life was the light. Amen. The life is the light. Amen. The life of God is the light. It is our light. It gives us understanding, comprehension, and understanding, glory to God. And um, that's what we want to impart, amen. We want to impart the life of God to the brothers and sisters in this world, the body of Christ. Those that are struggling to find out, find their purpose, find their cause. You know, one of the things that God revealed to me this week is that the body of Christ. The Scripture calls Jesus the the bridegroom, and the body of Christ is the body of, bride of Christ. The scripture says in Ephesians, right, that. Um, That Paul said, I speak concerning, I speak a great mystery, but I'm talking about Christ in the church. You see, the body of Christ is the woman and Jesus is the man. The scripture says that God, for Adam, Adam didn't have a helpmate. He didn't have anyone to help him. So God made him a helpmate. And, and one of the obvious things about that is that she helps him. She helps him stay on purpose. She helps him stay on point. She helps him with the vision of God. <clears throat> and the calling of God and the anointings and selections, etc., in, in that man's life. So, if she's to help him, well, who is the church? Who is the church supposed to help? Amen. We're supposed to help Jesus Christ. Amen. We are the ones that are in the in the earth, reconciling unto our Father through Jesus Christ. And what's interesting about that? The Scripture says that First Corinthians eleven. Talk about headship, principles here. Headship, lordship. Paul says, "But be you followers of me, even also, even as I also am of Christ." Now I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them to you. But I would have you to know that the head of every man is Christ, and the head of man. the head of the woman is the man the head of Christ is God. Every man praying or prophesying with his head covered dishonors his head. But every woman that prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonoreth her head. For that is all for that is even all one as if she were shaven. For if the woman be not covered let her also be shorn. But if it be a shame for a woman to be shorn or shaven then let her be covered. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, for as much as he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of the man. For the man is not of the woman, but the woman of the man. Neither was the man created for woman, but the woman for man. For this cause ought the woman to have power over on her head because of the angels. Power is the Greek word exousia, which means authority. And the angels that he's talking about here are not holy angels. Because demons are angels too, they're fallen angels, right? Demons are fallen angels. Okay, so Paul is saying that it's it's important, and you need to understand why the woman needs authority on her head. The woman is the church, right? We've established that, and the woman needs covering and authority just like your wife does, our wives do. Because if not, the the enemy, which Jesus said, I mean the, the in, in the beginning, in Genesis three fifteen, I think, that I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shall bruise his heel. Enmity, hostility, and hatred is what God said that I'm going to put between you and the woman. So in the natural, God hates the woman because she's going to bring forth the seed, which is Christ. She did bring forth the seed, which is Christ. And after that, many, many, many sons and sons and daughters of God, after the order of Jesus Christ, Amen. Bringing forth the gospel of the kingdom, bringing forth the ways of God into the earth, Amen. Unto the body of Christ, unto the world, etc. We know that the message to the world is different than the message to the body of Christ. <clears throat> so, if He put enmity there, well, then what is the solution? What, what, what needs to take place? Well. He said that every woman praying or prophesying with their head uncovered. See, when a, when, a, when a wife is out from under the authority of her husband, okay, she might as well be like a woman with her hair shaped, head shaped. That's what she or in spirit. In other words, you are uncovered. So every woman praying or prophesying with her head uncovered dishonors her head. So one of the things about the male, the male is called in the scriptures in Genesis, uh, Male and female created he them. Male is the Greek word, I mean, Hebrew word zakar, which means the remembered species, the most noteworthy sex. All right. um, To remember. And then woman is, it comes from the word um, nekwaba, which means to puncture, to perforate. And then from the root word that says to be easily pierced. So woman is easily pierced. Okay, that is her function, that is her makeup. That's the way God made her. She's sensitive, you know, she has to be pierced in order for life to come forth, etc etc. Now, God hate I mean the enemy hates the woman. So he's also can pierce her easily, as we see in the Garden of Eden when he came to Eve, right? God said, Don't touch this tree. The day you eat thereof you're gonna die. Well, she touched it. In other words, the enemy came and pierced right there. He he brought forth his purpose, his seed, his corruption. And now we're 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 as the scripture says all of creation, you know, they didn't they didn't accept that. In other words, they didn't ask for that, right? In Romans chapter eight. So the point I'm trying to get to here is that it's important that we understand divine order, divine authority, because this is the structure that God has set up. You know, I didn't set it up. I didn't set it up for the, the, the covering and the, and the structure to be that the male, which is the remembered species, remembered whether he's involved in perversion and carnality, remembered when he's in walking in the Spirit. Both times he's getting remembered, both ways. So we need to be mindful of that man. Now if he's the remembered species, then He's the one that's going to be called to accountability for his own home, for his house, for what's going on in his home. And likewise, the woman, when there's not order there, then the enemy is basically coming and challenging and taking whatever he wants from that home. He's in and out of there with no issues and no problems. So it's the same thing with the body of Christ. When the body of Christ is out of order, see, God, the structure was always the male first not because he can do it better, not because God loves him more, because this is the order, this is how it came out, the structure, the order, and, and man was created to impart that um, that life of God, even in the, in the process of creating children, bringing forth children in the natural. The male is the one that has the power of reproduction. He's the one that brings it forth. So Jesus is the male. He's the one that brings forth the power of reproduction into the bride of Christ, the bride. I'm sorry, the church. And if the order and the structure is not set properly, then who is injected into the body of Christ? Who is bringing forth their seed and their kind if it's not Christ? See, the order is, as it says in, in, in back in uh, 1 Corinthians 11, for the man is the image and glory of God. Right? It says for the man Let me get back to that. For a man indeed ought not to cover his head, for as much as he is for as much as he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of the man. You see, the woman, the body of Christ, the church. Her glory is Jesus, God. He is the image and glory of God. The man, the body of Christ, I'm sorry, is the image and glory of the man, Jesus. Same thing in the natural, in our husband and wife relationship. The woman is the image and glory of the man. And then he says, you know, he talks about that later on. Let me see here doth not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him. See, he's got another covering other than Christ. Who's the head of the man? Christ. Who's the head of the woman? The man. But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her, for her hair is given her for a covering. Her glory, the man, is given to her for a covering, spiritually, to protect her and get in between the enmity. In Timothy, it talks about in Timothy in the book of Timothy he says that um, if a man know not how to rule his own household how can he rule the house of God? In other words rule is the Greek word prohistamine. Pro means before, histamine means stand. How can he get in front and in between the enmity that's seeking to per- per- perforate and puncture his wife, the bride of Christ? If he doesn't get in front of his wife if Jesus Christ is down in front then somebody else is injecting into that into the church and it's not Jesus Christ we need to understand that this Babylonian system that takes our strengths and makes us eunuchs even as in the days of Hezekiah alright Hezekiah you're going to die the prophet told him but then it says that that um, Hezekiah repented but then even that after he repented he got granted 15 years well then even after that the king of Babylon, which was, I think his name was Abaddon. Babylon means to mix by confusion. Confusion, in other words. The seed, you see. If the seed is confused, if the seed is mixed, there's no way it can bring forth, even in the natural. So, Hezekiah showed him all his treasures and all his strengths, and guess what? At At that time the prophet came back to him. The point is, is that that's what Babylon does. It steals strength. It steals your strength, men of God, women of God. When the order is not right, and the structure is not right and you're involved in the Babylonian systems, then the king of Babylon is taking your strength, it's taking your anointing, your callings, your selections, your elections. You don't want to do it the way of the Lord. You don't want to spend time in the presence of God because if you did then you'd have the life of God that's being revealed. You see, not a good message, you know, not three poems, a point and a prayer, etc. You bring forth the life of God, you're able to bring forth in the Spirit and bring forth the purpose and the vision and the desire of God through Jesus Christ into the body of Christ and bring structure and organization to the earth in the in the body of Christ through through the government of God, you see. Mm. I'm just going to leave that alone now and move on now into our lesson here. We're talking about contend for the faith. And we're going to start reading our foundational scriptures in Hebrews chapter 5, starting with verse 12. If you have any questions about anything that we're discussing, if you'd like to send me a message, you know, the email is create disciples at gmail.com C-R-E-A-T-E. Disciples D-I-S-C-I-P-L-E-S at gmail.com and all these outlines and all these audio recordings and the videos are being posted online on Facebook. Excuse me a minute I got a little leaf here. Getting in the way there. I don't like the break of this trying to move out of the way move it out of the way. All right, um, they're available online. All you have to do is send me an email, and everything that I, that the Lord has brought forth, I'll bring, it, I'll give it to you. These outlines can be printed. You can put in a manual, etc. And um, <clears throat> so here we go. Hebrews chapter five, verse twelve. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such as have need of milk, and not of strong meat. For every one that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a nepeos, babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection and maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, and of faith toward God of the doctrine of baptisms and the laying on of hands, and of the resurrection of the dead and the eternal judgment. And this will we do, if God permit. So right there, there's six foundational principles that we must understand because, see, if the foundation be destroyed, you see, we don't bring forth what was brought forth from the Word of God in a certain structure and a certain order. Then, then we're building on sand, you see. We're building on, on a foundation that's not sure. We're not building on Christ. And and it's important that the, that the Word of God and the structure of God's Word and what, what was intended to bring forth sons and daughters of God that walk with discipline and maturity and are bringing forth the life of God to the body of Christ, not a religion, not a tradition of man, Okay. But the pure seed of Christ being brought forth into the earth and into the world, the message to them is, is God has forgiven you for your sins, through Jesus Christ, and you can be delivered and you can be set free from that, from, those, from the things that keep us bound up, etc., etc. You can come under, in other words, under the dominion of Jesus Christ and get out from under the dominion of Satan, which has ruled you from the day you were born. So, so, anyway, it's important that we maintain the foundation, amen. Keep keeping strong. The foundation, contend for the faith, amen. Keep building on the Word. Keep building on the faith of God, the trust of God, the will of God, the work of God, the way of God. Keep building the ways of God in the, in the lives of the body of Christ. And, and, and loving on Him and, 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 and sharing and, and, and imparting Jesus everywhere we go. Alright, so here we go, we're going to give a lesson here, alright, so Hebrews chapter 5, like I said, verse 12, and then 6, 1 through 3, it says here that, Jude 1, 3, let's go to that, Jude 1, 3, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me. To write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints." Earnestly contend, here is a, the Greek word epa uh, gonizomai. from two words, 19, Greek 1909 and then, which is epi or over and then the words agonizomai, kind of sounds like agonized, to struggle. And when you're in agony, you're struggling, but he's saying, struggle, contend for the faith, contend for this, for the understanding of God, contend for the ways of God. In our nation that is that has is, is slipped off the foundation so far, it's it's unreal, you know, it's a, it's incredible. And you know, when I talk about earlier when I was talking about Zakar the remembered species, have you ever taken a notice when you look at animals in the natural how? They are um, more predominant, the male is always the more predominant one. He's the one that doesn't want you to see his female. This is why he's remembered first, you see. And the same thing with the body of Christ. If the body of Christ was submitted to the order of Jesus Christ in the earth, divine order, divine authority, then when you look at the body of Christ, you're not going to see her. you're going to see Christ, amen. You're going to see the one out front, Jesus. Same thing with the natural, the little cardinals. I use them as an example all the time. I got cardinals all around all the time in my home, and and uh, the male is always up front. The female's plain and faded. There's a reason for that, you see, because he doesn't want the predator to see her. You, you understand? And the predator is anyone that's going to come and take and harm his little family, right? And and the, and the little cardinal, he doesn't want that, you see. And as a husband, by the same token, I don't want that. I don't want my wife to get hurt. I don't want my sons to get hurt. I don't want anybody to come in and taking from them, you know, um, and harming them in any fashion or form. And Jesus, by the same token, he doesn't want his body of Christ hurting. He doesn't want us sick and diseased. He doesn't want us in poverty. He doesn't want us with lack and lean and want. You know, David prophesied, i have never seen the righteous forsaken or seed begging for bread." Man, that's the heart of Jesus Christ right there. He doesn't want suffering, and yet, because we don't want to come under His covering, every woman, the Bride of Christ, Jesus, the woman—I mean, the woman, the church—praying or prophesying with their head uncovered dishonors her head. Her head is the man, Jesus. Even as my wife's head is her husband, me. So. Understand what, what what we're doing here, body Chris. Christ. Understand what's going on in the earth, and now it's so critical for us contend, to contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints, even as they are being delivered right now. These messages being transmitted and given to you. There's another scripture that um, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that I want to bring up. This is not in the outline. And this blessed me so much man so precious 250 therefore brethren stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught whether by word or by our, our epistle. episode means our written message okay and hold the Greek word hold is krateo and it means to have power to be powerful to be chief to be master to rule to possess to hold To seize or maintain the traditions which you have been taught. The traditions, paradosis is the word there. What's been transmitted, what's been delivered into your spirit, man, glory to God, and what's come forth from the spirit. Hold fast, maintain rule, because you're going to have to deliver this to the body of Christ. You're going to have to deliver it to your sons and daughters, to your wives, etc., maintain the traditions lord of god hold them fast do not let them go do not let this word go don't contend for the faith continue lord of god to push forward in the ways of god regardless of what's going on in this world struggle for understand that that, that the enemy is is is, hates the woman he hates the church he hates the body of christ and therefore anything he can to disrupt and mix it with confusion with babylon to mix by confusion Anything he can do to mix the seed up so that it's not bringing forth Christ, that's his goal. Amen? He's trying to maintain division. He's trying to keep us divided and keep us separated from one another. For what purpose? So that we don't bring forth Christ. You see? This is where authority comes from. The structure of authority is God over Christ, Christ over man, man over woman. Who is the authority? Who is the covering of the man? Jesus. If a man has another covering on his head, other than Christ, he's dishonored his head. Man is direct authority under Jesus Christ. And if the woman prays or prophesies with her head uncovered, she might as well have her hair shaved. Because in the spirit, you're bald. You have no covering. And therefore, the enmity, the hostility, and hatred is going to do damage to our lives. Body of Christ. <clears throat> Let's move on here. First Timothy 6.12. Here he's talking about, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal Zoe, life. Whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good homologia, profession, confession before many witnesses. You have professed, you have maintained, you have agreed with, you have spoken the word of God. Confession is homologia, speak the same as the word. You have maintained that, you have not vacillated in your faith toward God. You haven't moved from the position of the Word in the matters that God is bringing into your life and what He's brought forth out of your spirit for you to have faith toward in God. And so He says there that, again, the word um, fight, agonizomai, to, to enter a contest, to contend, to struggle, to compete. You see? The good fight of faith. Amen. Don't let it go, amen. Don't let the Word of God go. Maintain your confession. Maintain the consistency of the Word in your heart and in your life. The scripture, the scripture teaches us as a principle in Hebrews that, um, let's see if I can find it. Trying to think. Hold on a second. Give me a minute. Um. um, Let's see. Here, let me do a little search here. Hebrews chapter 13, starting with verse 6, 13, 6, I thought it was 11, 6. Okay, so, let your com- start with verse 5, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. For he hath said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man can do unto me. So there's a principle there. He has said, as it says in verse 5, so that I may boldly say. So if he has said, for example, that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow or the covering of the Almighty, therefore I boldly say, I dwell under the shadow of the Almighty because I dwell in the secret place. And and when I pray, that's that's how I bring it forth sometimes, is that he has said that I might boldly say, And what's interesting about this is if you look at this in the context of what Paul is saying here, verse 4 marriage is honorable in all. So marriage, the unity of Jesus with the body of Christ, is honorable. Amen. And the bed undefiled, the place of reproduction, the place that he brings forth, amen. In our spirits, in the body of Christ. But whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. So he says, Let your conversation be without covetous. In other words, Husbands love your wives. Don't go looking for another one. Wives love your husbands. This is an honorable thing. Be without covetousness. Don't be and be content with the husband and the wife that you have. For he has said, "I will never leave you nor forsake you." So even as us as husbands, we never leave or forsake our wives. Jesus will never leave or forsake the body of Christ. Amen. He is committed to this relationship. He's not going to let it go. He loves you. He loves me. So he has said that I might boldly say, amen. Contend for the faith, amen. Maintain the confession, glory to God. Maintain your consistency in the word of God. So it says in uh, believe for or or faith for, receiving faith. Scripture says in James 1.22, Be ye doers of the word. Logos and not hearers, only deceiving our own self. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his face, his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgets what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh unto the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he be not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Amen. So, not a forgetful hearer. Don't forget what you're seeing. You got to see it in the spirit, amen. If you're hearing and seeing and not understanding, and you because you're beholding yourself in a natural in a mirror all the time, your eye are, your eyes are on you, amen. Rather than seek ye first the kingdom of God, understand? Then you're going to be a forgetful hearer. And I don't want to forget what I'm hearing, glory God. I don't want to forget what I'm seeing. I want to be, you know, encouraged. I want to be corrected, amen. By the Lord, by those that God sends to my life, by my sons, by my wife, etc. I want to maintain, Lord of God, my relationship with God, my relationship with my Father. And how the scripture also says in James 2:17. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. So see. You have to understand that faith without works. There's got to be a work going on. There's got to be the fruit of the Spirit being manifested. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. These marks, amen, they mark a man or a woman, of God, moving in the Spirit, amen. You can't be hearing it and not doing it, amen. That's the bottom line. And how verse 18 he says, yea, a man may say, thou hast faith. And I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Amen. I will show you my faith by my works. Amen. So so I'm gonna show you my faith by my works. And we understand the way of God here. So in in that in that without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and it that and He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Amen. He loves us. He he cares for us. But we must come under the order of God. We must come under the way of God. For us to continue to see the purpose and the will of God on the earth and what God is trying to accomplish through the body of Christ submitted to Jesus Christ. Hmm. Hmm. So Verse 22 Seest thou how faith wrought with his works? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works? And by works was faith made perfect. Amen. Faith came to a completion, Lord of God. Because that man or woman of God believed in God's word, not in believing, I want something, etc. I want a new house. I believe in God for a new house, but you have no foundation on the word of God for it. You see? <clears throat> Etc. It can be many, many, many other things that we trust and believe God for. But we've got to have the word, amen. The word, faith toward God. Faith is God's moving on His word. The angels of God move, move on His word, amen. Bless the Lord, you His angels that excel in strength, that hearken to His voice, that do His commandments. The voice of the Lord go- comes out of your mouth. Homologeo, confess the same as the word. So shall the word of the Lord be that goes forth out of my mouth it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which i please and it will prosper in the thing where to ascend it amen so understand the ways of god amen so let's go to matthew 7 well matthew 7 24 to 27 Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man that built his house upon a rock. And the rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. You see? And that's what we want to be. We want to be a strong foundation in Christ. Amen? No matter what the pressure is, no matter what the conflicts that come, it doesn't faze you. Amen? First of all, you're dead indeed. Unto yourself, Amen. You reckon yourself dead. You recognize that you are a dead man walking in the earth, and your spirit man is the one that you bring forth from, Amen. Not your situations and circumstances. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and doeth them, not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Amen. I don't want to be in that place when the pressure comes, I cave because of the pressure. I want to maintain my confession, maintain my faith toward God, maintain my trust in God's Word. And we know the scripture in Romans chapter 10 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. Continuously hearing, continuously maintaining, and continuously pressing in, glory to God. Every man presseth therein. You must push and you must advance forward in the Spirit. You must maintain and contend, amen, and push, and, and keep pushing back the demonic darkness in the realms of, the, of demonic activity, amen. We gotta understand the root and the cause of conflicts in the earth is demonic, period. The scripture says in Hebrews, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. It's not personality or principality. It's not being me, me being Hispanic and you being white, or you being white and you being black. It's not because this guy's trying to get notoriety on the white side, so therefore he's doing things for the whites or, or the black side. He's trying to do things for the blacks or the Asians or the whatever. This is all ridiculous stuff. This is all division. And we can't use the world. We can't be inspired by the world and their system and, and think that we're coming forth with Christ you got to know where your voice is. you got to know your message, I man. You know, all this foolishness that we get involved in, you know, all this crazy stuff. I mean, you know, it, something that, that that you get involved in that proves you're, you know, you're on this side. Or something else that proves that you're on that side. That's all foolishness, man. The scripture says, praise God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter 10. Hmm verse 12 for we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise we you can't compare yourself to what's going on in another individual's life I don't care where he's at I don't care if he's he's our senator I don't care if, if, if it's, it's, it's a ruler of a nation, I don't care if it's a president, I don't, it doesn't matter who it is, you can't let that direct you and inspire you and, and drive you towards a certain situation that's going to bring you to division, right? But we will not boast of things without a measure, Paul said, but according to the measure of the rule of which God has distributed to us, a measure to reach even unto you. There's two words there for measure. The first measure is emetros, a limited portion. In other words, without measure, I'm sorry, immoderate. So I'm not going to boast immoderately. I'm not going to boast without measure. You see, I'm going to stay in my metron. That's where my strength is. And that's the next word, is metron. Metron is, is, is a measure, something you use. This is my lions. The, David said the lions have fallen into me in pleasant places. I can have a good inheritance. If I stay in my metron, I stay in my strength. Amen. I stay in the place that God has for me. If I get out of that metron, I'm out of water, I'm going to have conflict, et cetera, et cetera. So we need to understand what we're measuring ourselves by. We need to measure ourselves by the standard, which is the word of God, the rule of God, which is canon, God's word. Amen. So, now, let's see what time is it. We have 9.44. Well, I'm going to do an introduction real quick to uh, the kingdom within. You know, we're contending for the faith. We need to understand that there's enemies of the land. The enemies are in our heart. Amen. First dominion, first first order first order, first things. Jesus Christ to rule. He came to rule your heart first. That's the first order of dominion. Jesus said the kingdom of God doesn't come without. It's within you. Amen. I've got to rule your heart. Yesterday I had a visit on Saturday. You know, and uh, this individual has a little boy with them. They're walking around the neighborhood. You know, trying to. Uh, Trying to, um, you know, get recruits. I guess get people involved in their system. Man, and I and I was right in the middle of praying and, and, and just just the presence of God just thick. When I just walked out the door and he says, you know, we'd like to give you some material. He was a Hispanic man, speaking in Spanish, and I said, no, that's okay. We serve Jesus Christ here. This 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 house is under the order of Jesus Christ, and. Uh, and I began to share with them the kingdom of God. It's not without; it's within, etc. And and right away, this guy knew that he didn't even have a place of trying to inject that 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 seed of of, of Babylon, the, the, the confusion. And uh, I just encouraged him. You know, if the kingdom of God is within you. It's not something a system that's going to be out here. That was that's going to come. It's called second dominion. First dominion, I've got to rule your heart. So the kingdom of God is not without. Did Jesus come to establish a religion, a system? No. Luke chapter 12, verse 1. I've shared this before. And Jesus already had his mega church. Amen. Verse 1. In the meantime, when they were gathered together an innumerable multitude of people, much that they trove one upon another, he began to say unto his disciples, Lego, a systematic course of what I'm about to tell you. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is a hypocrisy. So, first of all, innumerable multitude. Innumerable multitude is. um, Hey, there's my sister watching. Hi, Cynthia. Innumerable multitude is um, 10,000. 10,000 people following Jesus Christ. Amen. And the thing, first thing it did, first of all, it says, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. You see, the Pharisees and that whole system, it, what it's trying to do in the religious systems, they're always trying to figure out how to market, right? How to market to the people. How can we sell them more product? That's the Babylonian system. You understand? That's what they do. So we need to understand that, that uh, oh, let us see here. We need to understand that that's what the enemy's desiring to do. He's trying to bring forth. Um, he's trying to bring forth his seed into the body of Christ. Amen. So if he can maintain his perversion and bringing forth that seed that's not of God, then he's going to have the confusion there. He's going to have religion there, and that's what that whole system is: is religion. He didn't come to establish that what did he come to do he came to establish his rule his dominion and his dominion in the kingdom you are what he's trying to rule your heart he needs to rule you by your spirit amen in the place where he is in the spirit realm, amen he that's where he comes forth with his life not in our souls and not in our bodies first thessalonians 5 23 and the very god of peace sanctify you wholly w-h-o-l-l-y and i pray therefore your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ see these things must be maintained these things must be sanctified unto the Lord if not you're gonna come forth out of your soul you're gonna bring forth Ishmael's so you're gonna create all of these problems and chaos in your life oh man! so is Jesus a shepherd is he a pastor well yes but when he came into the earth and he brought forth uh, his role and what he was doing in, in the work of his father. He came as a king to establish dominion and authority. He needed you to understand that I've got to rule your heart. And, and the problem is, is that when we recognize the kingship and the authority of Jesus Christ, that means we've got to come under his lordship. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to give up the land, me, in other words, and submit to Jesus Christ and to his ways. We'd rather carry on with this religious system that we're involved in. You know, going to church, giving our offerings, paying our tithes, and we don't understand that, 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 that we're just involved in, in vanity. You know, he told them, first of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. You need to understand that, that we've got 10,000 people here I'm about to minister the word to, Jesus said, and I don't want you to think like they think, I don't want you to market against them, I don't want them to try to sell your products and stuff, I want you to give them my life, glory to God. In Him was life and the life was the light. I need you to give them life because that life is going to give them light and understanding in the Spirit. Amen. So, what has religion made Jesus? Religion has made Jesus a priest only. They've made Him to where you you come to minister to my needs, you heal me, you deliver me, you save me. But but forget, forget the fact that I want you to be my Lord. I don't want you to tell me what to do in my life. I don't want you to Criticize my music, criticize what I say and what I do, criticize my my works of the flesh, my fornications, my adulteries. I don't want you coming against my drunkenness, my methane, my drug use. I don't want you coming against any of that, Jesus. So therefore, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay over here on this side and be carnal, you know, and not understand what's going on in the spirit. And, why, and when someone's bringing forth in the spirit, just it just goes one ear not the other. Ay, <laughs> ay, yeah. So they reduced Jesus down to a priest. I know why you follow me, Jesus said. You want the miracles of the fish and the loaves. You see. And and, and it's a sad state that we're in, but glory to God, the kingdom of God is being preached. Amen. See, this corruptible seed of religion, this this mixed mingled seed has done so much damage to the body of Christ. And therefore God is coming forth with a tremendous amount of strength. To come against this religious system, to come against these Babylonian confusing ways, and bring back the treasures un- under, under Jesus Christ. Bring back the selections, anointings, and callings, etc., under the Jesus Christ, under Jesus Christ. Bring them back under divine order and divine authority. And get used for the glory of God, not for the glory of man. Hmm. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said, "The kingdom of God, heaven is nigh thee." He said, "The kingdom of God is within you." He said, "The kingdom of God has come." He said, "Thy kingdom come." Not, not go to church so you can have a spiritual moment. You see, not, 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 not get involved in the body of Christ and people doing the things. People involved. I mean, in in the, in our four walls. You know, we think that that's the only place that the work of God needs to be going on. Let me tell you something. That's your base of operation. That's where you go to get strengthened when they order the order and the structure is right. And then, therefore, from there, you go forth in the name of the Lord. Amen. So we're talking about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God, the rule of God, the reign of God, the dominion of God, the domain of God. This has All this has to be done with the king. A kingdom, a king with a dominion and a domain, and so the kingdom of God is within. And let's take a look at that, knowing that it is not without. First, dominion is within, invisible kingdom, invisible government, invisible political system, not a system that's after the world. Amen. And so, you cannot see it. And they will say it. You know, many of you will say here it is and there it is. Don't don't believe it. Jesus said. You see, then the second dominion with, is without, it's going to be visible. It's a visible kingdom, visible government, physical political system upon the earth. But we're not there yet. We're far from being there. So in the kingdom invasion, and in what he's trying to do in, in, in our contending with the faith is drive out the enemies of the land. And these enemies have came in um, with a tremendous amount of strength. You know, the scripture says that what is written in the old is written for our in sample. How that was not first which is spiritual, but that which is natural, and then afterward that which is spiritual. And uh, there's enemies that, that have came in to to disrupt the purpose of God and to bring in the mixed seed. Always bring in the mixed seed. So, so the script Jesus said on earth as it is in heaven. He wants the government of God established in your heart. And Jesus brought the kingdom of God to earth. It is hidden within the hearts of men. He begins to reveal one person at a time how the kingdom of heaven operates. The kingdom of God tells you whose it is. The kingdom of heaven tells you where it came from, you see. And it has come to the earth to show us his social structure, his community, his political system, and how he operates, his government, his will, his laws, his bylaws, his policies, his regulation. And all of this he brought to the earth to reveal it to us. Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this cosmos or this world. Everything in this earth that showed that is showed in man's government and role has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. God does not do it like the world or the cosmos does it. In Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 1, he says, When the Lord thy God shall bring thee into the land, whither thou goest to possess it, and has cast out many nations before thee, the Hittite, number one, the Gergeshite, number two, the Amorite, number three, the Canaanite, number four, the Perizzite, number five, the Hivite, number six, and the Jebusite, number seven, seven nations greater and mightier than thou, than thou. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them, and thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. Neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thy daughter shall not give unto his son, nor his daughter that shall thou take unto thy son. You see, God had a purpose. Why did he want to keep things sanctified? Why did he want to keep things separate and holy? These enemies were there in the land when they came in to obtain their inheritance. He said, I need you to drive them out. And and these enemies in the natural are now the enemies in our hearts. Because we're not filing, we're not involved in a second dominion situation where we're going to see it in the earth and we're going to take it with with guns and we're going to take it with 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 systems of this earth. We're not trying to make war. We're not trying to make it's not about land you see that, that, that somebody owns and I'm trying to take that land and defend that land. It's about our hearts and contending contending for the faith Amen. And I want to read you know anytime you see a name of something it reveals the nature of that thing. And I'm just going to go over these, we've got a few more minutes, <clears throat> and I want to just just bring out, I hope I can cover these real quick, what these enemies and their nature is. The Canaanite is the peddler, he's the merchant man, he's the negotiator, he's jealous, he's humili- he humiliates, he wants to bend the knee, he wants you to be humiliated, to be vanquished, to bring low, into subjection, under. Put down to make someone feel very ashamed or foolish. That's the Canaanite, Okay. And by the way, if any of this is in our hearts and our lives, praise God, we got the blood of Jesus. We can repent of this and start the process of deliverance. Amen. The tide. He's the one that's involved in terror and fear. He's the one that intimidates, unnerves, and frightens. He's aggressive and controlling and violent. Causes others to be extremely afraid. Uses threats or violence. Where do we think terrorism comes from? That's what they do. They want to intimidate through fear. Hmm. Amorites. These are the sayers, the talkers, the speakers. Prominent. They're outward, very visible, they have a beautiful, <coughs> charismatic view and and, and, and they're very uh, easy to talk, you know, and <coughs> they, they're they smooth like butter, you see, they're loud, they talk over you, they scream, they holler, they yell, they want to be noticed, acknowledged or recognized. Stroke for stroke, marriage is involved Some, in this emirates constantly the parasite, he's open country, he's without walls, I don't want any boundaries, I don't want any rules, I want everything free, <coughs> seriously, <laughs> I don't want any restrictions, I don't want anybody telling me what to do, <coughs> and America's full of this, the society wants no authority, they're far from the foundation, they will do what they want, when they want, with who they want, anytime they want, the Hivite, he's the one that's the villager, He's the one that's content. He's the one that doesn't want uh he resists change, he resists control, he wants to res- remain small. Ahaba will resist the move of God, the revelation, the word of God. Hey brother, you know what? That that he's uh you know, they start questioning. They, they they feel the presence of God, they 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 witness a move in their spirit and all of a sudden they want to shut it down because we're used to being who we are. We don't need any change, everything's okay. The Jebazite, he's the one that's the threshing place, the trodden under, the trample on, to walk on, the disrespectful, to step on or over, or to be depressed with the feet, to subdue or repress. They are grinders, they crush you and they put you down. All the time, putting people down and recognizing those people that they can put down because they constantly like to put them down. And then the Gergeshite dwelling on clay soil, their foundation has been discovered. Something is wrong with their foundation. They're very educated, they're very intelligent, but they're and just don't get it. And they have no foundation in Christ, they believe as they perceive, for example, I used to know this individual that, you know, he was a flat earther, he believed the earth is flat. Oh my God, and, and, and man, I don't know boy. I hit I hit that situation so many times with the word of God, I never could break that foundation of Gergoshana. And they believe as they perceive, they're full of opinions, they're narcissistic in their own intelligence. No scripture, no word, no Bible to back up anything ever learning and never come into the knowledge of the truth. They just don't get it. That's a that's a small uh, introduction into this. I mean, the point is, is that the outline is available to you. And if you want these outlines and these videos will be posted on YouTube, obviously on Facebook on the Facebook live here and these outlines are available you just need to send me an email create disciples at gmail.com Father I thank you for the word. Amen. I thank you that in Him was life and the life was the light. I pray Lord God that your people are able to see by the Spirit Father God what you're saying to the church and hear with their ears. Amen. Help them understand, help them discern Father God in Jesus name where we are in our times and why it's so critical and important to come out of that religious system and that Babylonian system that wants to use their strength and waste them and bring it under the dominion of Jesus Christ. Amen. To wit, the God was in Christ reconciling the world, work, reconciling, hang on a minute, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 5, I like to quote these scriptures, um, Verse 19, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the cosmos unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word, the logos of reconciliation. Amen. And we are reconciling one at a time, one individual, one brother or sister, back under the dominion of Jesus Christ, not for the glory of man, but for the glory of God. Amen. For truly, Lord God, your word, it is written that man is the image and glory of God, and woman, the church, is the image and glory of God. In image and glory of the man, Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, for your will and your word, your work and your way, Lord. And I bless you right now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.